Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time for Friday Follies right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Comedy Forecast is the official podcast of mountains. Mountains! We're majestic, snow-covered, and we have to confess we're getting a little tired of you climbing all over us. Go trample a meadow for a change. Sheesh! Mountains! The Comedy Forecast Network. Let's dog-ear this for now. This is Comedy Forecast, Episode 621. Heartstoppers. A friendship to die for. Comedy Forecast is powered by its patrons. For as little as a dollar, you can support the show and get episodes before they're released to everyone else. Just search on Patreon for Comedy Forecast. All one word with the number four. Thank you. The name's Hart, Detective Hart. Two A's, two T's, spell it right. Say it right. I'm what some people would call a private eye. Which doesn't make any sense. I have two eyes. What am I supposed to do, wear an eye patch or something? Not gonna happen, people. But let's dog ear that for now. Because you're here to learn how to become a detective. The eye patch is kind of optional. And there's no better way to learn how to become a detective than to try to solve one of my baffling cases. Now, all eye on me as I recount a case I call a friendship to die for. As a detective, one thing you should know is that you have to be ready for anything. Collapsible lawn furniture! You weren't expecting that, were you? Exactly my point. And something I wasn't expecting was a phone call I received one particularly hazy, hot, humid afternoon in Middling Fair. I just wrapped up the case of the missing inkjet pilot when the phone rang. Calling on all my skills as a sleuth, I realized I should pick up the phone. It was the hospital. No, wait, that's crazy. The hospital can't talk. It was someone at the hospital. They said a woman there was dying to talk to me. No, wait, they said a woman there needed to talk to me, and she was dying. They asked me if I could rush right over. They said the woman's name was Sheena Perryman. I dropped everything. To this day, I can't remember why I was carrying everything. But that's not the point. Sheena Perryman was the young woman who lived across the hall from my office slash home slash don't tell anyone I'm using my office as a home. Perryman was a vibrant, caring young woman that I had grown to trust as a friend. The kind of friend who would tell you things no one else would. Like, hey, Hart, 
if you turn your air conditioner around, it will blow the hot air out of the room. Brilliant. But now my friend was dying, and that wasn't good. I rushed over to the Middling Fair Hospital and Cat Burglar Spay and Neutering Center and made my way up to the intensive care ward. Quickly putting on a surgical mask, I was able to enter Perryman's hospital room and approach her bed. She looked weak. She motioned me to lean in. Then she whispered something that changed everything. You forgot to put on pants. Then she drifted off. The beeping monitors assured me that she was still alive, but barely. Out in the hall, I immediately tracked down a hospital gown. Then the attending physician, one Dr. Denisha Foy. I demanded to know what was wrong with Sheena Perryman. The doctor said she didn't know. Now, in my experience, when someone says, I don't know, they really mean, please keep paying my retainer and daily expenses while I drag this case out. Dr. Foy said that Perryman had been admitted earlier in the day after taking a nasty tumble off her bicycle. She had been rushed over to the hospital by some helpful strangers and a friend who was riding with her, one Raymond McNeil. Dr. Foy had ordered additional blood tests be performed on Perryman. Are you nuts? I protested. That woman is in no condition to take a test. Foy explained what a blood test was. I approved, and I told her to carry on. The results were due in at any minute. I decided to wait right there for the results. Dr. Foy said that there was no need. She would call me when the results were in and that I should go home and put on some pants. When I objected, Dr. Foy pointed out that she was a practicing physician with over 20 years' experience. And I pointed out that if after 20 years she was still just practicing, that she might need my help. I took her long sigh as an acknowledgement of my flawless logic. Just then a nurse handed the doctor a sheet containing the test results. Dr. Foy could not believe she was reading. Now wait, check that. She said she couldn't believe what she was reading. It turns out that Sheena Perryman's blood had high levels of a rare poison. Dyspepsy. Disposable. Hang on, I wrote it down. Dipentheodine in her blood. It's a rare poison, once used by nomadic ice hunting farmers or something. That's not important. The point is, they could make themselves immune to the poison's effect by ingesting small amounts at a time to build up an immunity, just like on Survivor. But for anyone else, the poison is deadly, and you're voted off. How could this happen, I demanded, realizing it was hard to sound imposing while wearing an open-back hospital gown. Dr. Foy said she didn't know. Huh. No wonder she was still just practicing. She said that McNeil and the others had brought Perryman into the hospital emergency room straight from the accident. Since then, there had been someone with Perryman at all times. She added that Perryman had lost a fair amount of blood, which I learned was a bad thing. The doctor said that McNeil had volunteered to donate his blood. He tested as the same blood type, and the transfusion happened. McNeil had apparently saved Sheena Perryman's life. It was then that I realized how Sheena Perryman had been poisoned, and I had to act fast. Can you solve the crime? I'll give you five seconds. 
Use them wisely. Time's up! Did you figure out who poisoned my friend and neighbor, Sheena Perryman? The answer is simple. Dr. Foy did it. The good doctor was clearly tired of practicing medicine and wanted to take up a new profession. It was obvious by the white overcoat she wore that she wanted to become a professional house painter. But the doctor had another theory, and the police sided with her. Typical. According to their report, McNeil had a vendetta against Perryman. McNeil had never been able to get Perryman to use his referral code to sign up for HBO All Access Plus, which would have given him a free month's worth of service. As a result, McNeil had been injecting himself with small amounts of that diagonal, that poison for weeks, building up an immunity. The police even found a vial of duplexy dishwashia that stuff in his apartment. They claim he caused Sheena Perryman's accident so he could volunteer to give her a transfusion, thereby injecting the poison into her system. I didn't buy it. I mean, sure, Dr. Foy was able to give Sheena a series of treatments that saved her life, but only after I figured out she was responsible. I'm on to you, Foy. You and your white coat. So, how did you do? Did you come up with the same obvious conclusion? Don't worry if you got it wrong. The police did too. McNeil is behind bars. And meanwhile, Dr. Foy is still out there plotting to buy an extension ladder and give some suburban house a new coat of semi-gloss eggshell white paint when it clearly cries out for a pale rose gold treatment. It's disgusting. <sighs> Come back next time for another Heartstopper. But right now I have to deliver these Get Well cookies to Perryman across the hall. They showed up here by mistake. And it's a total mystery how half of them disappeared. My goodness, look at the time. Oh, is it that time already, Sir Patrick? Well, thank you for listening. And if you want to get in touch with the show, send an email to podcast at comedyforecast, all one word with the number four, dot com. Or call the Comedy Forecast phone line, area code 213-290-4451. Let's wrap this up, shall we? Oh, right, right. Well, you can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or MeWe. Just search for Comedy Forecast, again, all one word with the number four, and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And a very special thank you to all of our Patreon patrons. You help keep the show going. As always, this is Sir Patrick Stewart. And I'm Clinton. Saying, that's, that's it. We're, We're done, 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 done. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. us here at the Mutual Audio Network. We thank all our listeners and creators for making us an award-winning home for four seasons of audio drama and audio fiction.